Hello, and welcome to the Cheers Mama podcast. My name is Katie. I am a mom, a wife, a coach, and a full-time working woman in this world. And I am so passionate about helping working moms reconnect with themselves and reclaim their energy. On this podcast, we're all about the real talk. We're going to share the challenges and the joys of working mamahood, open up the conversation, and share the stories of the great work that women are doing in this world. So buckle up, grab your favorite beverage, and join us for the conversation. I am so happy you're here. Welcome back to the Cheers Mama podcast. I'm so excited um, to have a, a soul connection sister friend that I have met in person, but also just spiritually in so many different ways um, in all the different all the different ways. We'll talk about those in a second. Um, Elena, I'm so excited to have you here today. I am so psyched to be here. And we've, all transparency, we've been talking all day. I feel like all of our conversations today have been a podcast episode. (laughs) So I am ready to dive in with you and serve your audience. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Um, I have to just like, honestly, keep it real. We're talking and we're, we're talking and we know each other so well. And then I like started to second guess myself right before we hit play. I'm like, how do I pronounce your name? Even though, like, <laughs> you know, you yeah. have to get in your own head um, to, to do things. Formalities. Recording. Yeah. <laughs> but like the quote unquote right ways. But, you know, we have been talking all day, just like gearing up for this conversation. I think this conversation has been geared, gearing up for years now like yeah. <laughs> you know um so let me just give a lot always like to give a background um about you before we really get started into like the deep stuff here so okay um elena danced professionally for nearly a decade in nyc new york city professional credits include assistant choreographer at the 80th annual academy awards dancer and model for mtv's search for the next l woods two-time new york fashion week choreographer guest dancer ooh, with Heidi Lackey, da- dance company and company apprentice with Mark Morris Dance Group. Her work has been commissioned and performed at Steps on Broadway, the French Festival, and I'm going to hopefully I say all this, uh, pronounce it correctly, the National Taipei University, additionally receiving nationally recognized choreo- choreographic distinction awards. Elena is also a guest artist at various dance programs along the East Coast. For eight consecutive semesters, Ms. Williamson was on the faculty at Northampton Community College teaching a ballet, modern, and dance and improvisational technique theory, as well as, <laughs> this is a lot of amazing stuff, um, as well as directed the biannual student dance showcase before starting her own business. Ooh. Currently, she uh, resides in the Poconos with her husband and two sons and continues to build her work as a somatic embodiment mentor. Her mission is to provide deep healing and transformation through movement. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Beautiful. I love my own bio. I do. Because it just makes me feel proud. And I think as women and moms, we're oftentimes silenced from being proud of ourselves. And I think finding pride is not a pompous thing. It's actually a beautiful, empowering, courageous thing that shows our kids like, Hey, I'm a mom and also I'm a person too. I was a person before I had you and I'm still a person after having you. Yeah, and, and we're raising them to be their own people too. Right? 100%. So it's like it's the modeling of behavior and your background is just I mean if you guys ever you got to go follow her on all the socials and 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 just connect with her but um, as I was reading your, your bio, uh, you know, I could see you moving and like your hand was on your heart a little bit, just like, that is the type of person that you are just like deep in it. And of course, you know, knowing about your dance background and choreography, um, and what you do with somatic embodiment right now, like it just, it's something that we all need like a deeper connection to our yes. own selves and passion. Um, and we have met in person and, and. Have I have gotten to participate in one of your somatic healing sessions, which was just absolutely amazing and totally different than anything that I've participated in personally. I hear that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we also had drinks together too. Like we've done, we've done the both and. Real life. Yeah. The real, real, talked about our. And tacos. 
and to have that, like yeah exactly and I think like these are the conversations that are so fun to have because you're you have you do some deep work but you know you're a real person who's yeah. juggling a business and motherhood and um so that's what we're going to talk about today I think sometimes when people think like a healer or a coach they put that person up on a pedestal and like Yes, we do the work, meeting me and Katie. We both do the work. We're in the trenches doing the work. However, what makes us phenomenal coaches, phenomenal mentors, phenomenal facilitators is that we're also real people because you don't want to hire someone or work with someone or be mentored by someone that hasn't been in it and won't understand what you're actually going through and the truth is like a lot of the work that I do, part of it is very soul led. It's very embodied in that intuitive space. And also we're also human and we need to deal with the emotions that come up with every single day. And as moms and entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, that is so, so pivotal in the work that we do. It has to come continually back to self continually over and over back to self. And as we were talking about this before, it's not the easiest route, but it is the most simple. Yeah. Oh, I know we, we were like, we got to push play because we started getting into it. Um, <laughs> started talking about just how, how it's so easy. It's so much easier to avoid or to distract ourselves or get into a new project or make a to-do list than to really feel the feelings. And I will fully a thousand percent admit it's something that I am working on and struggle with because I I like to do a lot of things. I it's it fills me up. I feel I love feeling productive, but it really is hard to sit and allow myself to feel my feelings and cry and but tears clear, right? And movement does something in your body. Um and everyone has their own their own way of moving. Can you can you explain, I mean, it's hard to even put words, I think, that really connect it, but what you do with somatic healing, because it's it really is an amazing experience. Well, honestly, I am just the facilitator. When you are choosing to go on the journey, it is you that are healing yourself. I am leading the participant through a visualization exercise, deep visualization, nine out of 10 times, because I do listen to my intuition of what the group needs or the person needs, but nine out of 10 times, it involves the inner child. I believe, and there's a lot of studies done on this, trauma resides in the body, whether it's big T trauma or little T trauma. And trauma is truly emotions that have been suppressed, that we have never fully let cycle through our bodies. All it takes is 90 seconds to feel an emotion for it to move through the body. And yet we have so much fear around this. And it, it also makes sense. It comes back to like our caveman brain that we think if we feel that emotion, we will die. That's literally the wiring of our brains. So it's, it's having that courage to try something new, which I commend you for doing. There were Tons of people in that room that I facilitated that told me, I do not want to do your somatic thing. Like, I'm not excited about it. And every single person was like, holy crap, I got so much out of it. And I think that's the beauty of the work because I can't force anyone through healing. What you are ready to heal will heal. So it's going through that deep development, that visualization is a three-step process where we are meeting the inner child, being led back to a past memory. And from there, gifting ourselves what we needed that we weren't able to receive. And if you're a mom listening to this, I assume you probably are listening to the Cheers Mama podcast, but maybe not. Maybe you're a, a mama wanting to be a mom in a later time in your life. It really is in motherhood. When we get triggered, it is a mirror for us to look back at what needs to be healed. And I think that's, that is why this work is so beautiful for moms specifically. And then that second portion, we are connecting what we uncovered through the inner child led experience into our bodies, into a somatic experiencing. We are feeling the emotions and we are letting them move out of the body. And then we are doing deep work at the end where we are responsive reflecting, where I'm asking a lot of deep questions to really get honest with yourself. Like what was there? What are the lessons? What do we need to go back in maybe and discover more with our inner child? What was missing from 
a moment in time, you know, we could have a perfect childhood and we still have trauma. And that's what people think like, oh, if I don't have big T trauma, I don't have trauma. Your body stores trauma the same exact way, whether it's little T or big T. It stores it the same exact way. So why not gift yourself that healing experience and allow yourself to move it out? You're going to feel lighter and more empowered and all of those wonderful things. Mm, so many things like came up when you were talking in my head. It was like, ooh, ooh. Because you probably like, remembered. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and going through a session or even just like hearing you talk about it, like starts to bring things up. And that's a really amazing, powerful thing that, could easily just be avoided, right? I could easily have said, like in my brain, when things started to come up as you were talking, I could have said, oh, no, 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 don't let that, push it down, push it down. But what happens when we push things down? Like, it's you know, you blow up put us into a trauma loop. If you're someone that has, I mean, we all get triggered. I still get triggered and I do have been doing this work for how long, you know? Yeah. We're still human. It's how we are able to, when we get triggered, apologize for it it's how we're able to mend it it's how we're able to learn from it it's how we're able to be like okay i'm still human and for forgive ourselves for those things but i truly believe if you are one of those people that tends to stuff it down and stuff it down and stuff it down it will come for you when you least expect it and it could be it's coming out at work coming out in your marriage coming out in your kids it's gonna come out eventually and being stuck on a trigger loop, being stuck in that trauma cycle, that's worse than just sitting with it. Truly, truly. Because at least when you sit with it for those 90 seconds and feel what needs to be felt, you're going to feel relief at the end. It's going to suck in the moment. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it's, you know, like crying is not the best thing in the world. We, we try to avoid it. Even I was crying yesterday in the car, you know, because I'm at the place now when I feel the emotion, I allow it to come no matter where I am, because I know the harm that you're doing to yourself by holding it in. Yeah. Yeah. Think about the, how you feel when you're literally trying to hold it back. It like almost hurts. But yes. think about how you feel after you cry. It feels like, oh, you know, like the car is my place. control of things. I think it's so much harder for the type A person. I'm that too. I get it. The type A person doesn't want to lose control, doesn't want to be out of control, but we really don't have control over anything anyway, <laughs> like in the grand scheme of things. And you know what? Something I really love about you, you are someone that promotes movement from yeah. such a beautiful space and how that has carved so much healing in your life. And I think, can we start small? Maybe you're not ready for a somatic session and that's okay. But can you start small in your morning routine and really tune into your body and ask yourself, what do I need today? How can I give that to myself? And how does my body want to move today? Because there's so much wisdom in the body. And that is truly somatics. When we tune in and tap in and not ask the analytical mind, but ask the intuitive mind, that's what's connected to the body. Yeah. And, and thank you for bringing it up because, you know, as we all evolve, as we're learning and growing every day, movement is, is literally it's for my brain, right? Like, I mean, there's so many, obviously other benefits, but it helps me in so many ways with creativity and confidence, but it like unlocks something for me that I can't explain, but I, it, it is helped in my practice of movement to give myself choice to do what I need to do. So if I yeah. have something planned out, oh, I'm going to do this workout program and I wake up and I just don't feel like doing that, it's easy to not do anything, but instead I'll, I'll allow myself to do a different type of movement, whether it's yoga or spinning or whatever. Either way, it's movement, but I'm allowing myself the choice and that not like- That is somatic right yeah. there. That is coming back to somatics and honoring the body. There's there's so many people that I've had conversations with that they're like, well, me going for a run is somatics. Not necessarily. Not necessarily if you're doing it to disconnect from your body. Then no, it's not. Movement that is connecting you back to self, that is, and th that doesn't mean it has to feel great every moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes we have workout that we're like, I cannot wait for this to end. <laughs> and that's okay. But honoring that in yourself and asking yourself, like, what do I need? And, and how do I need to move today? That's such a beautiful starting point. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so excited. And 
you know, when you hear when you hear somatic healing session, it feels so like, uh, I don't really know what that's supposed to be yet. Or am I going to be like weirdly waving my arms around? And are people going to have like one eye open looking at me? Or am I going to be the weird girl on Instagram, like dancing, which I totally am. And I love it. But like, but yeah, it doesn't have to be. I love that you kind of just reframed that to make it just to simplify it. Because it's so funny when I started this technique, I named it the somatic dance method and I changed the name of it based on the response of so many people. When we think dance, we automatically think it's a club that I'm not allowed to join. So I took that away and I said, you know what, even though I truly believe we all are dancers, babies learn, babies know how to dance. We don't teach them. We are dancers. We are dancers innately. And an easier way to say it is we are movers. We are moving our body every day, whether you are labeling it as exercise or not. Yeah. But look at it from that somatic somatic mind frame. I know somatic can even feel a little bit untouchable or like, what is that? Simplifying it down to what does your body need? Just and asking yourself and taking that time, like we were talking about, it's so much easier to sit down and block out an hour for your business and write all the to-do lists and everything that you need to do and the da, 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 like all that type A stuff. How Can I pause you for a moment though? And could you try it a different way? Could today or tomorrow, before you do that, there is, there is beauty and need for that analytical mind. But before you dive into it, can you stop yourself and take five minutes and ask yourself, how am I feeling today? What do I need? What do I need to gift myself? Maybe it's to slow down and drink your tea and look out the window. That is a somatic practice. And then asking yourself, because I am a huge proponent for movement, how does my body need to move today? Maybe your body needs to stretch. Maybe your body needs to move its booty in a bath (laughs) and get a glass of wine. You know, like there is no right or wrong. And I think we overcomplicated in thinking that while this person's an expert. This person's an expert. How could I be? But you're the expert of you. Yes. You are the expert of you. Yes. I mean, if that is a message, if that is the message that I could, that everyone comes away with anything that I put out, it's that, right? So thank you for just saying that because you are the expert of you. I love that you said it that way. Nobody else is in there. Nobody else is with you every day. You are with yourself every single day, every moment of your own life, nobody else. Yeah. And we might as well start to make peace with ourselves because yes, we have beautiful families and yes, we have a beautiful partner if you're in a partnership, but at the end of the day, it's just us, you know, might as well make friends with yourself and find out what's in there. You know, it's not going to be like this haunted house of having to dust it all away. <laughs> I think we, I think so often, and, and the way that I want to parallel it is you, you wake up for maybe doing a yoga session and you like dread it and you 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 finally do it and you feel so much better. It's the same thing with somatic healing. It's yeah. the same thing. When you face your ish, you're going to feel better. <laughs> it's true. Ah, good, good. Um, it's interesting because we talk a lot about being resourceful here and what your resourceful tip, just to jump to this really quickly, um, is I was thinking in my head, yeah, but if you don't put the yoga off and you just get up in the morning and do it, then you don't have to, you know, you don't have to feel dreading all day. Um, now that's not the answer for everybody, but that's one of the reasons that I started getting up early in the morning because I was feeling the dread of like, I must do, I must do, I must do. And it like was eating me up. And when I reimagined the possibilities, which seems to be the theme of going into this fall, like reimagining the possibilities is the word and the phrase I'm using a lot lately. Your resourceful tip you shared was getting up early. So I just want to talk about that just quickly and how you set yourself up like in your mind for the day. I will say I am in a season right now of the stomach flu. So getting up early has not happened in almost a week. Right. (laughs) So I am still human, but I set myself up for getting up at five in the morning and there is nothing better in the world. My four-year-old usually gets up by six. He is an early riser. I need that time. I need that time. And in those days that I don't get that time first thing, I feel a difference. Yes, but I will still get it in the afternoon. 
Yeah. So that's like my fallback plan. It's in my mind, it's better to have a fallback plan than just like flying by the seat of your pants, especially as a busy mom. Mm -hmm. We need that. And it's setting up my day for me. I'm getting up at five in the morning. I'm hitting that coffee maker. I'm going downstairs to my office space. And I'm asking myself those three questions. How am I feeling today? What do I need? What can I gift myself? And how does my body want to move? I'm meditating. I'm journaling. And I am moving either. So, I mean, I'm doing somatic movement no matter what. But I'm either doing a yoga. I'm hopping on my bike. Or I'm moving in an improvisational way that feels good for my body. And I am a recovered eating disorder advocate. So for me, exercise has been a a love-hate battle because as dancing professionally, that was my job. (laughs) So it, it became hating movement at one point because of all of the pressures and the eating disorder and a lot of directors that in that in the dance world just don't have the kindest things to say. And being on that journey has brought me to where I am, where now, if it doesn't feel good, I'm not doing it. I am in a place where I'm moving for me and what I need today. And some days that is like, I want to exert a lot of energy and get on the spin bike. Some days it's, I want to move slow and do yoga more stretching or feel like really strong and do like that warrior stance kind of vinyasa style yoga. Some days for me, it is like, I just want to feel my abs really engaged and I'm doing a Pilates workout. Some days it's, I just want to put on music and sweat and move my body. It's so beautiful. And it's beautiful to think of it that way. And I think when you think of it that way, it seems, it, it seems more doable. It seems yes, you know, the, the pressure is taken off and you can get to really, truly just be how you want to feel. And I love that you said like that's somatic. That is all somatic is, right? It doesn't have it's to be It's that simple. It's that simple. And I think when we take off, I'm all about goals and I love goals and I love dreams and I love vision casting. And also, as soon as I feel pressure, that is a flag for me to check back into myself because that means that I have somebody else's eyes on me or comparison that's happening. Because when we truly are tapped into our intuition and back to like our desires and the dreams that are put on only our hearts, the pressure doesn't live there because my dream doesn't look like your dream doesn't look like her dream. You know, we all are on a different path and we can have these beautiful synchronicities and these beautiful parallels. And I'm so thankful for my friendship with you as an example of that, but there's no need to compare and when we are feeling that comparison, when we are feeling that external pressure, that is a sign to come back, to come back. And it really doesn't have to be this long woo-woo thing where we're on the seal, like on the roof, like touching their finger up to the wind, feeling where it's coming from. Like it doesn't have to be this woo-woo thing. It could be five minutes. It could be one minute. What do I need today? How do I feel? How does my body want to move? Like if you did that for a week, your whole life will transform. Mm-hmm. Your whole life will transform. And as moms, we're not giving ourselves permission, but guess who's not giving ourselves that permission? Us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we are the, you know, in many cases, the moms are the nucle- nucleus of the family. 100%. And I did, this, I did this whole podcast this year on, I had this moment where someone asked me if I was the family planner, the planner of my family. And I was like, or the manager. And I was like, well, yeah. And then I was like, oh, no. I'm in charge, like everything that my family does for the most part, I plan. And if I'm not putting myself in my own like life schedule, that's on me. That's not on anybody else, right? And so you can- And also it's worth mentioning, there is a lot of times where motherhood feels suffocating because of that. And that's a lot of the conversations I have with my husband. I'm like, you don't understand. I am carrying all of this mental load. When is the last time you thought about rotating clothing? When is the last time you thought about everything they're going to need for the upcoming school season? When is the last time you thought about the structure of the week for meal planning? Like there's just so much that goes into being a mom that doesn't get talked about. It either gets celebrated and put on Instagram, like I'm a stay-at-home mom doing all these things. And I'm like, girl, that's not real life. Like that's not real life because when you're working, 
you're a working mom and that is hard. And when you're stay at home, you're a stay at home mom. And that is hard. Oh, yeah. No matter what season of life that you're in, all of it is hard. And I think if we normalize the hard and the need to fight for what we need, it's about that finding that beautiful balance. And I, I'm literally writing a book about this right now called the motherhood dance and how it is a dance it is us this ebb and flow constantly and there's days where i feel like i am failing and there's days where i feel like i'm thriving and that is that's just part of it it's part of the human experience and like and like you mentioned before you and i both have done a lot of personal development work and coaching work and you know clinical therapy work i've i know i've done and like there are days where i lose my cool and i'm like wow I, i'm a human and everyone does, but goodness, there are also so many times where I don't. And then I go, oh, well, that's because I've been doing this work. I like, I can recognize it. So it's not like a certificate that you get um, at the end of the day. Like you, you didn't yell at your kids today. Congratulations. You really have to feel it for your own self because there isn't really anyone there to celebrate you unless you're in like a community where you can go um, like our Shares Mama community where you can go and say, hey, like I didn't raise my voice today. But then also you can go on the other end and say, Hey, I totally lost my cool. And you can be just reminded that you are human and you're not, everyone else is kind of just trying to do the thing and be real too. So. And you know, I'm raising my boys and I know you're very similar journey as me. You're, you're years, a, a few years ahead of me, which I am looking forward to your stage. I will not. <laughs> it's it's a lot easier in some ways. Yes. <laughs> 14. I'm with a four-year-old and an 18 month old. It's it's, it's really hard. And there's been so many times that I have really been grateful for just hearing from other boy moms, because I don't think it's comparable with girl moms. I'm just going to say it now. It's just a different beast with boys, the energy and the wrestling and just, it's a, it's a different beast. And I think that I'm raising my boys, you know, we have a few rules in our house. Like don't, we don't yell, we don't hit. And when I lose my cool and yell, taking ownership of that and saying, mommy got angry, just like you're allowed to get angry, but we're and not yell. It's the same thing. Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to try not to do that again. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. What do you need? And being human in that models to them that they are also allowed to feel all the emotions. Yeah. And when you think, I mean, same thing here. And they're allowed I, to make mistakes. Right. And and you learn from your mistakes, right? Every everything, there is no such thing as failure. It's all feedback. So putting ourselves out there, saying something that really feels you feel it deep inside, moving your body in the way that you need to, apologizing. Like I don't remember being apologized when I was a kid when I was a kid. And I don't and maybe it happened and I don't remember it, but I'm very intentional apologizing to my children if I raise my voice because I don't want to live in a house where we're all yelling at each other either, yeah. you know, but it happens. And I like, will say the generational breakers. I grew up in a house where there was a, a lot of yelling. I grew up in a house where I was spanked. My parents did the best with the knowledge that they had, but absolutely. being the generational breaker of that is always going to be harder because that is what was modeled. So giving yourself that grace that it's okay not saying go yell at your kid today, but I'm saying that it's okay if you lost your cool and how can you, as you said, repair it in a way and gift yourself because it's also healing yourself. It's also healing your inner child wound by gifting to your children what you needed and didn't get. And that's part of what you do in a, in a session or that that comes up in a session, right? Going back to your childhood and remembering. 100%. And I think that's how... I really believe that through this work, it has allowed me to step into what is somatic healing in my day-to-day -day life. And I think it, if we start to looking at that from a deeper level, we're waking up early with intention. We're asking our bodies what we need. We're going through and like, we have moments where we might lose our cool and we're, we're repairing that. We have moments where we're connecting back with our children. I have a very highly sensitive child and I am doing somatic dance with him, somatic movement. What I call it dance with him because he's a little dancer. He likes to like break dance, but I will put on a song and I will say, however you feel, move your body to the song. I'm not sitting through and saying, meet your inner child because he can't do that yet. Right. <laughs> but there's, there's beauty in 
just getting really slowed down and present. And I think that's what it comes down to getting slowed down enough where you are paying attention to what is going on, to what is happening, to the opportunities, to the healing that's available to you through every single day. And I think it's always there. The word that's coming up too, for me, just in my head too, is permission along with presence and allowing ourselves to give our own selves permission to just move or feel or you know even with your kid I mean not everyone's going to get up early I understand getting up early is not for everybody but maybe maybe you get up really early for work and leave early and you have time at night right or you have a lunch break or something like there are different ways to find it for you maybe you're with the kids all day and you have a dance party with them like that's your way of well we used to do a ton of dance parties which actually like we're not doing as much now and it makes me so sad but like it's you can do this with your kids. You can teach and model with them. And so I love that you guys are doing that together and, and, and you're practicing what you're preaching in so many different ways. And I think I love connecting with women who are, are doing that. Um, I mean, obviously that's why we're having this conversation. We've talked so many times, but there are a lot of people who aren't practicing what they're preaching and putting things out there and, or not showing us like the real, real behind the scenes. Yes. And I think it's so important as working moms who are just trying to do our own best, right? Raise these kids, but also like work and do the the things that are on our heart and actually follow our dreams in a way that brings us joy. Whether your dream is learning to, I don't know, play the piano again or paint again, or to have a business, whatever it is, we have to give ourselves permission to like feel it. And permission to honor what season we're in. You know, I went through a season where I really believed I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And I found out through the hard way, somatically, there was so much creative energy that was not coming out of me that bubbled out in anger, in pure anger. And I was starting to resent the decision that I myself made. And I think it's, it's truly being brave enough, because again, I'm going to say it, it's not the easiest choice, but it is the most simple to ask to come back to yourself. And I think whether you hire a coach in your life or you hire a healer or you hire a mentor or you go to therapy, they all, when they're good at what they do, (laughs) they all are leading you back to yourself. They're not going to have any answers that you yourself don't. It's just a different pathway that's lit up to come back to the same spot. Yes. I'm like huge, like sideways head. Like, no, like, yeah, a coach does not give you the answers. A, a therapist does not give you the answers. They ask you the questions. I love how you said it too, to light the path, to help you see what's, what you already really know, but you just need to bring out, extract from your own inner self. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's needing that validation, but the validation ultimately has to come from yourself and giving yourself that permission. And you touched on something else that I think was really beautiful. Like, I never remember seeing my mom cry. My kids have seen me cry. And and being vulnerable enough to show that to them is a healing in itself. You know, like just, if you get nothing else from this conversation, which I think you're going to get a lot. (laughs) But one beautiful thing that I think we can look at is like, how can you go throughout your day and look at all these opportunities to heal yourself and showcase healing to your kids. Because I really believe that we are the first generation of parents that are talking about how freaking hard it is. I didn't realize how hard it was going to be because no one talks about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I kind of got like, whew, like a like, huge wipeout leave. Because <laughs> I remember telling my mom, why didn't you tell me how hard this was going to be? She goes, you wouldn't have believed me. <laughs> It's like, I would rather audition in front of 5,000 people. I think that is less hard than a day with my kids. Wow. Yeah. Truly. Because it's really, motherhood has been the most healing experience for me and really has ushered me into this work because it has allowed me to see like, okay, today I got triggered by this. It is a mirror to come back to myself. What needs to be healed? It's always the same. It's always the same thing. What needs to be healed? What needs to be healed? And it might be a different route to that healing that we're taking that day, but it's always worth asking yourself. 
I got like a visceral gut feeling when you said that because it was like just parenting, having kids. Like I learned so much from them every single day. But I mean, about myself, like it's yes. insane. I was just talking with a coworker yesterday about kids' movies and rewatching kids' movies as adults, and it's like these movies are not made for kids, right? They're they're cartoons, and the kids are they're looking at the colors. The they're made for the adults, parents. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm having like existential crisis, like moments in my head watching kids movies. Um, but you know, in a good way, like I'm learning so much about myself and gosh, I can't wait to meet the 90 year old version of myself, you know, like it's going to yes. be so cool. And being able to be, you know, I said this the other day to one of my dear friends, like when I am on my deathbed, I want to be proud of what I showed my kids and I don't want there to be anything left inside of me that I didn't go after. Like that to me is I was put on this earth and different seasons for different things, right? You know, I wanted to dance professionally. I went after it. It's like going after the desires of your heart in whatever season that it is, never leaving any of those heart stones uncovered. Because I believe that probably each decade, I'm going to have a new thing that I'm going after. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and showing my kids that, that is such a valuable gift. That is such a valuable gift. And, and like you said, every season, we talk a lot about seasons. Every season is different. I mean, even even kids' schedules, right? Like on a, on a logistics basis, the kids' schedules are going to change with every new activity, with every new school year. You have to reassess and reevaluate every season in your life, what, what growth you're going through what hobbies you're into it, just because you're not doing something right now doesn't mean you can't go back and do it in the future but we hold on to this like it has to be this perfect planned out thing and 99.9% of the time it does not work out in the way that we spend so much energy too much energy like over planning coming um, back to that control and relinquishing control and when we are tuning and tapping in you're in you're your body doesn't want to control anything. It just wants to be free. It doesn't want to hold on to that trauma from 20 years ago. You're the one that's holding on to it. And isn't that you what know? dance is too? Like where are people dancing, right? You're dancing, you know, out at out an evening away, you know, if you get a date night or something, you go out to a, I don't know, dance. Do people go to dance clubs anymore? Like a dance <laughs> club or, you know, like. It's so um, our age. I'm dating myself, right? <laughs> like we would. <laughs> it's, it's allowing yourself to get out be free and move and you can literally do that in your basement at five in the morning or around the kitchen table with your kids have playing a you know gummy bear song or whatever song it is like <laughs> you know it's so interesting I have this one psychic friend and she was doing a session with me and she said like my grandmother came through and my grandmother is one person I just miss so so much and I wish was still alive but I believe in an afterlife. I believe that we are our souls in human bodies, you know, so there's that, but <laughs> that gives me hope that I will be connected with her one day. But she said, she wants you to have more fun in motherhood. And it was like a big light bulb for me. She was like, she just wants you to have more fun because it is going to go so fast. Just have more fun, like loosen up. And I was like, what do you, if, if that's all I did every single day and that that is all I focused on was just having more fun with my kids and let the dishes wait. You know, we have all of these to do's and all of these things and there's a time and a space to carve it out. But for me, you know, right now, both of our kids are on tablets right now for us to make this happen. Like yes. we know how to <laughs> negotiate it to make it happen. And also we know when to put it away and be present because there needs to be both. But if we were able to just have more fun and what would that feel like? Like in your body, if that makes you feel like uncomfortable, there's something there that needs to be released. There's something there that you need to journal about, talk to a friend about, move out of your body. Because when that was said to me, I had a, I had a reaction to it where I was just like, what? That's her advice? is to have more fun. I was like, well, that's stupid advice. Like I, I was kind of mad because I like want the secret to motherhood, right? you know, like give me the keys, but there is no secret. <laughs> the no. secret is accepting your own path and giving yourself permission to have your own path and doing your best. That's it. You know, 
I love it. I love that it was fun too because it, you know that's something a word I use a lot. I love at, at you're the, when long. I think of fun, I think of you immediately. <laughs> you're like the queen of fun. It's just, it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, so many things can be fun. I did a uh, a work video yesterday for two hours with a, a a doctor, and I said, "This is so much fun because it's whatever it is for you that that you know that you're enthusiastic about is gets to be fun, right? That like, lights that spark exactly. And as a mom, what is the last time you asked yourself what you actually need today? Because we are always getting things for everyone else and doing things for everyone else. But there can be both. We can be home with our kids all day, fulfill our needs and theirs actually at the same time. Actually at the same time. And the times that I've actually asked myself, like, what do I really need today? You know what? I want to paint something. Kinlan, that's my four-year-old. Do you want to paint with me? He lights up. It's like the best, it was the best idea in the world, you know? Or Kenlin, do you want to bake something with me? It can turn into something that A, is on your to-do list, B, you need for your soul, and C, you're connecting with your kids. It's like, boom, 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 checking all those boxes. Yes. I still value that type A side of myself, <laughs> but it's, it also can be a beautiful healing thing. I don't remember, I remember baking with my grandmother, but I don't remember baking with my mom. She's not a big baker. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes the simplest things, like we love to have picnic dinners because one, I don't like to cook and throw in a blanket and then they get to do a little like muffin tin with like a veggie, a fruit and like, I don't care, Cheetos, Oreos, whatever you want to put in there, put on a movie on a Friday night. Like literally someone asked my kids once, like, what's your favorite dinner? Like, one of those like preschool things they fill out and it was picnic dinners. It's their favorite thing to do. And I was like, oh my gosh, the thing that I felt like I was being like, quote unquote, like lazy or like not being a great mom because I didn't have a bad like, mom. dinner yeah, right? is their favorite thing and then I remember as a kid like those types of things were my favorite things too my mom was just trying to like get us to eat something yeah. meanwhile it's a favorite memory so we're just so or like making a fort making yeah. a fort and putting on something so like a movie night I love that idea Kinlan loves little picnics in the afternoon and I I'm a firm believer in when things feel like they need a reset, get outside. And yes. when you get outside, take your shoes off so that you can come back to that, back to your body, you know? And something else that you said in different seasons, I think we get so disconnected from like the seasons of the world that we live in, the the summer, the fall, the winter, and they have so much to teach us in the same way that we're in different seasons. Can we instead stop beating up on ourselves for all of the things that we didn't get done and instead celebrate all the things that we are actually doing? Yes. Because I bet if you actually sat down, it's a heck of a lot. And I've been one of those people that's made a to-do list of a hundred things. Half of it doesn't even need to be done. Nope. Sometimes it's just should be a brain dump. <laughs> yeah. And the brain dumps are healthy. So we do something, I don't know if you know, we do something in our Cheers Mama community called a Tada list. Ooh. And it's a reframe of a to-do list. I love this. Um, and it can be just said out loud when you're driving home from work or well, I don't know, whatever in the morning, or you can write it down. You can do a to-do list daily. You can do a to-do list weekly, monthly, but it's a celebration uh, writing down the things you have done because we just don't give ourselves credit, right? We just don't at all. Yeah. Some days, and the cool thing about a to-do list is some days you might wake up and not have a lot of energy and I don't know, let's say it's a Sunday and you watch movies for three hours with the kids in the morning while you drink your coffee. You guys don't shower until the afternoon. Maybe you don't shower at all. Um, you're in your pajamas all day. And I don't know, you order food out, right? Let's just say you can write down, like spend quality time with my kids on your to-da list, right? Like, like had a nourishing day listening to my body, whatever. There's always something even on the, yeah, like even on the lazy days, quote unquote, you can still celebrate that. And then there are days where you're just like, boom, 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 productive. I got so much done. And maybe you're driving home from work and you're like, I got the kids to school on time and finish the work project and whatever you want to put on it. You can say that stuff out loud because you get home at the end of the day. And I don't know, you look at the pile of laundry that you didn't do, even though you've done, I get very passionate about this, even though you've done like a bazillion other things for other people and accomplished tasks and maybe Maybe you did an audition in front of 5,000 people. And then you look at the pile of laundry and you're like, I'm, I've got nothing done. I suck. Um, hello? No, like 
make your to instantly make your to-do list do it with your kids get the piece of paper out they can make their list too you know like you gotta celebrate yourself because yeah. I often in the car will say what are you grateful for today tell me three things that you're grateful for today and I've been teaching gratitude practice because it's the same thing when we when we look at that to-do list it's coming back to gratitude yeah. gratitude for ourselves permission to be proud Permission to say, guess what? When I lay my pillow, my head on the pillow tonight, it was more than enough because odds are it was. If you're listening to this podcast, you're already doing going above and beyond what most quote unquote people do. (laughs) You know, you're already going above and beyond for that personal growth, for that community that is so, so important in motherhood. Mm, Like, I just get so fired up because And that's a somatic practice. That is a somatic practice of sitting down and writing out or verbally saying it is a somatic practice because how is it going to resonate in your body? How is that feeling? It's going to make you feel pretty freaking great because there's so many times that I think we just don't celebrate ourselves enough or we don't ask enough for what we need. We were on vacation. I said to my husband, you never take pictures of me. Take more pictures of me with the kids. Yeah. Like ask for what you need, whether it's something small or something big. I need to go on a date night with you once a month, or I'm going to lose it on you. Like (laughs) I need to connect with you. I need to connect with you. Men are, men tend to be very physical creatures, right? But women need that connection. So if we're not getting that connection, there's going to be a disconnect there. And back to what we were talking about before we even hit record, the cycles of our periods also are going to be the how you look the ebbs and flows of what you feel is worth celebrating and worth not celebrating and giving yourself grace in that I highly recommend tracking your cycle if you don't already just to learn the basics of it because there's so much fruitful knowledge I mean it's kind of crazy that now there's like cycle coaches in 2023 we've been getting our periods forever (laughs) you know I know. And I read the book, um, do less by Kate Northrup. That was a really good one. I, th- you're the third person that's mentioned it. It's on my list. I want to read that book. Tell me your takeaways. Men and women are very different because women have a 30 day cycle. Men have a 24 hour cycle. Yeah. And right, right, right away. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like my husband's able to like restart every single day. Boop, yeah. Like, and I'm like, like a computer. Yeah. And I'm like my feelings and like or like my energy levels are so different based on so many different variables and factors. And that that alone, I was like, oh, I need to like that's that is like gold right there. Yeah. Gold right there. I mm-hmm. love the I don't know if you've ever done it, the love languages test. Yeah. I love that just for and even seeing like in my kids, I'm I can already recognize like my four-year-old loves gifts. I mean, a lot of four-year-olds do love gifts, but that's definitely one of his love languages is gifts and quality time. My husband is quality time and physical touch, which tend to be men's. <laughs> My littlest is physical touch and acts of service. And I am words of affirmation and gifts. <laughs> and not like go buy me a Mercedes. I'm like, pick me a flower and tell me you were thinking about me. Yeah. Write me a card and I'm, my head explodes. You know, and and like finding that in any relationship, friendships, parenthood, your relationship with your kids, your relationship with your spouse is your relationship with yourself. Yes. You know, it's so important to just do that work while we're here, because I believe we're put on this earth to heal. I really believe that, that as we heal all of the things that are in us to be healed, that is when we reach what we're trying to attain. That's when we reach the quote unquote highest versions of ourselves when it comes to parenthood, when it comes to our partnerships, when it comes to our work lives. That's, and obviously we're still human. We're going to have emotions and all those things and days that we feel like crap. But the broader picture is like clearing out that vessel to be able to be present and own our experience. Yeah, and just bringing that back to, well, you're not watching the video, your hands coming down and back to your heart. It's like back to you and taking care of what you need first, because if you're listening and you're a mother or a caregiver, you got to start with you. 
You have to start with you. And so many times we talk about the heart as like the center of ourselves. It's, It's where love comes from because that is, that's truly the motion. That's truly the motion. That's truly like putting the hand on the heart and asking what we need every day. That is the medicine. It doesn't get more simple than that. Ooh. This is such an amazing conversation. I'm like, I could talk to you all day, all day long, all day long. Um, oh my gosh. Well, I'm like, where do we go from here? I have questions at the end of our interview that I want to ask a couple questions, but, um, anything else, like just what you're doing in your, in your business with your somatic healing right now, anything else that you want to share, how to find you, you have an, an offer for our, for our members, all, all the, all the good things. Well, the best place to follow, to find, to connect me is Instagram. I love Instagram. I am there weekly. I am very intentional of my time there because I know we can get lost in the scroll very easily, but I am at the Elena Williamson and I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. And I do somatic healing sessions with tweens already starting at that age, teens, families, and one-on-one sessions, as well as facilitate at live events. I will be facilitating at a local event coming up for anyone in the Philadelphia area. Make sure to follow me if you want to work with me at a really awesome cost at a two-hour workshop in real life. And then for your beautiful listeners, I will be offering a 60-minute healing session at 50% off. So all you would have to do is go on my website, fill out the form. You can find it through the link in my bio on Instagram and write in the Cheers Mama podcast as your code and you will automatically get 50% off. That is fabulous. Thank you so much. Oh, so excited. And that'll all be in the show notes too. So it's nice and easy to find. Ah, thank you. What you do is so beautiful. And this, just having this conversation and really like, starting it with your background and wrapping it around somatic healing and giving us all a um, just more permission to just allow ourselves to move and really connect with our inner selves is amazing. But then we talked a lot about parenthood and like being real. And I think it, it is all wrapped in together because we are whole people and humans, like all of us in this world. 100%. And I think Sometimes we we throw around these terms and it feels not easily accessible, but giving just some simple tools and a place to start, if it's something that's resonating and interests you, is all you need to get started, truly. And we're all on healing journeys. I truly believe that. We are all on healing journeys. We are healing at our own pace because the human experience in itself is traumatic and we can't avoid that no matter what, you know? We can't live in a bubble, unfortunately. <laughs> and I don't want to live in a bubble, right? Like it wouldn't be. I, well, when I think of a bubble, I think of like Wizard of Oz, what Glinda, Glinda the Good Witch oh. floats out. And I mean, I wouldn't mind living in that bubble. That sounds nice. <laughs> Sparkly pink. <laughs> oh, I know. All the pink right now. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that information. I'll put all that in the show notes. Um, I always just like to end with a couple of questions. We've talked a lot about some real real parenting stuff here today. So I'll I'll just ask you a few, but um, do you have a favorite mantra or quote? I think this is always an interesting one to ask. Mm. Mine, Mine has been for the past three years. I am worthy and I am more than enough. That's beautiful. And I'm always doing hand on the heart, hand on the stomach, always. I am worthy and I'm more than enough. And that is something I say multiple times during the day, multiple times in the mirror is a great place to do that. If you are a little bit uncomfortable looking at yourself in the mirror, I say that there's wisdom there, get in the mirror (laughs) and do a little mirror gazing practice. But even just like driving in your car, such a beautiful way to really just lift yourself up when you need it and remind yourself Remind yourself because that's really all, all that everything is doing. This podcast is reminding you how much of a friggin' badass you already are. Yeah. How beautiful and empowering and strong you already are. Thank you for that. Yes. 
mornings, evenings is always a fun one to ask moms, especially with little kids. And it'll, you know, in the season that you're in right now, what are you guys doing in the mornings and evenings? Like, how does that look? Is it, do you have a routine? Is it pure chaos? Well, it is summer right now. <laughs> so I would say it's not as structured as I like it when my son starts, he's starting pre-K four in the fall. Um, but we're getting outside every single day. Even if it's raining, we're putting on rain boots. We're getting outside every single day. And I like to do that in the morning during the summer because it's not as hot. Yeah. And my 18-month-old still takes a nap. So that's the big chunk of time where we are doing a podcast. I'm doing work. My oldest is in his quiet time. And oftentimes we will go to the library or do something that's like a fun activity type of thing. My library is amazing. If any of you have not tapped into your local libraries, mine does incredible things for kids incredible things for kids and my both my boys love to read it's really why i believe my son talks at hot, such a high level he sounds like a 10 year old and he's four <laughs> but it's just getting out with other kids i think that's an important important part of the day as well oftentimes we'll go to the splash park it just depends on the day but definitely we're having home time in that middle part of the day and we're having outside time around that and then on the weekends it's really going and spending as much time as a family this weekend we're going to the west end fair just trying to have fun <laughs> have more fun in motherhood have yeah. more fun in motherhood and what that looks like in my day it. and i'm definitely an early riser and i like to go to bed early but I will say one of the best decisions I ever made in motherhood was putting my kids to bed early. They have 7.30 bedtime. And I, I pretty much do not stray from that unless it's a special occasion or like on the weekends we're a little more loose because of having that time with my husband. Love it. Ah, good, good, good. Um, thank you for sharing that. It's so fun to, to hear how everyone does it differently. And I think that's what's important, right? Like everyone does it differently. There is not a one way or the other way. I um, also do crock pot a lot. I'm a crock oh. potter because my 18 month old wants to be held a lot. <laughs> He's in the season of just like not wanting to be put down. And it's so hard for me to cook with one hand. Yeah. So just setting myself up to, to have success. We save the weekends for going out to eat. And then during the week, I'm eating in more. But come Thursday, I don't feel like cooking anymore. I'm not going to lie. And that's usually when we have a picnic. <laughs> and I, and my, my son calls it a smorgasbord. Because <laughs> I, I just put out a cutting board of everything. But I love oh. the muffin idea. That's great. Well, I stole that from one of my my mama clients. So yeah, we, were just doing a blanket. we were just doing a blanket. And she was like, I do muffin tent. I'm like, oh. Beautiful. Plus, I'm not baking, so it makes me feel better. I'm using my muffin tins for something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. multiple purpose. And this is always a personal question, uh, personal choice question, but I think it's an interesting one to ask. What is worth spending on in this season of your life, and what is not worth spending on? Mm. I feel like it's every season of life for me. With this, it's always worth spending on experiences, mm -hmm. vacations do it. Like anything that counts as an experience that's going to carve out memories. And obviously you can have memories at home. I'm not saying that. And I'm a cancer, cancer sun and rising. I'm a big homebody, but I also believe in that being kind of where we set up our splurging. We are doing three vacations this year. We did the Wildwood Beach. We went to Florida and we're going to Cape Cod in about a week. We got married in Cape Cod. So it's like a very special place to us. We go every year for a full week. Wow. I think that is something that's really important to us to keep that that feeling of travel, new experiencing, new experiences, adventure, and spending time as a family. Yeah. And then what would I not spend on so much? I would say probably clothing, clothing and and things because my littlest literally is all hand-me-downs, the poor little muffin. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story though, when we went to Florida. My husband didn't pack his bag. He left his bag that I was in charge of packing. He was in charge of loading. Talk about the, all the things we have to do as a mother. I was yeah. like, of course, now I have to make sure all the bags are packed too. But it was a wonderful excuse to actually buy him a few things. And we let him pick it out. And it was so cute. He picked out all baby Yoda stuff. 
I love it. <laughs> so it was kind of beautiful because it's something we don't really splurge on, but he still was able to kind of have that experience of picking out clothing versus the constant hand-me-downs. Because <laughs> I'm like, sorry, bud, you're a boy. We already have all the boy clothes. <laughs> and you were away, too, so it was like an extra experience of being away, you know, and getting yes. to close out. So funny because we just went away for a weekend, um, Friday night through Sunday, and I packed everyone else's bags. My husband does all the like activity bags, and we get there, and my husband forgot to pack his bag, the only bag that right. he was that he had to put in. However, he did put it in. He was waiting to put his in last, and he just ended up just washing his same outfit and wearing it all weekend. I was like, good thing. Good thing, yeah. I think it was you and not me. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'd be, I'd be buying new bathing suits. He had, he just wore a yeah. short set bathing suits. But it was interesting because it was the only bag that he packed that was for him was the one that. You Their know, brains just won't work like ours. They're no. just not but, the same. You know, it was kind of funny. And my my four year old did move the bag. It was like I lined all the bags up, and my four year old was playing with the bag and it moved somewhere in the garage, so he didn't see it. It honestly was a happy mistake because the best person stuff to be left behind would be the 18 month old <laughs> versus the four year old, you know, sure. or like one of our stuff. So I kind of love all those synchronicities and how things always just work out beautifully because it was really sweet taking him shopping and letting him have that experience to pick out his little shoes. It was so cute. <laughs> it really shows you too, like stuff is stuff. Like you can, you can leave your whole bag at home. And not that, you know, everyone has means to go buy new clothes, but like it it really is replaceable. It's it's stuff. Walmart for the win. We swooped yeah. we swooped in right to the clearance section. In the summer, it was all on sale. It just was it honestly was couldn't have been worked out any better, truthfully. Yep. I love that. Um favorite read and favorite listen. Favorite read. Like favorite book ever or what I'm reading currently? Whatever one you want to share. My favorite book ever, which probably be very surprising to some people, is A Movable Feast by Ernest Hemingway. Ooh. He is my favorite author. And just the way he writes is like a creative, beautiful dance. Just his way with words is so beautiful. And as a writer in my undergrad, I majored in dance and writing. Like I love to write. I just really love the way that he uses words. And favorite listen... What am I listening to? I'm like trying to visualize my podcast lineup. I listen to audiobooks as well as podcasts. And right now, hmm, it would probably be a big toss up for me. I mean, I listen to our coach. I listen to her podcast every single week. Uh, the Ignite Your, did she rename it? Ignite Your, Ignite Dream. Your Dream with Amber Liliestrom. Ignite mm -hmm. Dream podcast is one that I listen to every week. I listen to To Be Magnetic, which is a manifestation podcast. Really, really good one. I listen to The Girl and Her Moon, which is a kind of lifestyle with flowing with the moon, flowing with astrology, but really brings it back to earth. And I love the Rich Roll podcast also. Cool. <laughs> nice blend. We'll put all these in the show notes. Um where do you get your music just out of curiosity? Cause you had really beautiful music when you did your session. Where do I find music? Yeah. Where do you find music? When I was first starting to choreograph, I listened to a lot of Pandora stations. I think that's a really great way to find new music is set up a Pandora station. Like say you like an artist like Feist, you put Ooh. them in a Pandora station and then they're going to link similar ones to you. But honestly, a lot of the songs that I pick to are something that I choreograph from. So for instance, in the, the somatic healing session that you were a part of that first song, I choreographed that song four times mm -hmm. and it's by Arvo part. It's called Spiegel im Spiegel, which means mirror in the mirror. I just love music that makes me viscerally feel something in my soul. And I do get a lot of music from movies if you have a movie that you love that you're like, oh, it gives me all the feels, like get your phone out and Shazam the songs because that's a great way to just listen to some new stuff. I'm not a big radio listener, I wouldn't say, although I I mean, I do like Taylor Swift just because my students always request her. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't, right? So many different eras too. 
Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Just made me think about all the music you played. It was so beautiful. Um, and then something you wish you could tell your former mama self. Oh, there's going to be days where you feel like you fail, but just the fact that you examine that within yourself is in itself a success and motherhood will be your most challenging and most rewarding job of your life. That feels like a big, a big breath in, right? In a great way to just leave that there. Exhale that out. Thank you for this conversation. It was soul everything. I feel feel a new resonance. I feel feel like it was a very somatic conversation that I believe that when you really get into the depths, it does shift things for you. And that is my wish for your audience today, that they gained a somatic experience. And I just want to thank you so much for entrusting me with your beautiful listeners and your beautiful community that you have so graciously and beautifully cultivated. Thank you. And thank you for bringing all of your heart today. And as you mentioned, I mean, we had to, we had to do some moving around of kids to be on here today. And um, we're just, it's just so happy to have you. And I'm so glad that we just like led in with the nudge, like keep going, you know, and, and be here. Even if we do get interrupted by kids, because that's, we're moms, we're moms just trying to do the thing. Right. So yeah. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Elena. You're amazing. Mwah. Thank you so much. So much love for you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you got something out of this conversation today, whether it pumped you up or made you think a little bit. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe so that you are one of the first to know when a new Cheers Mama podcast episode comes out. We have some amazing working mama interviews coming up that you won't want to miss. And if you want to go the extra mile, I really appreciate it. If you would write a review, I would love to hear from you. And it also helps this podcast grow, which would be really amazing. Thank you for your time. Have a fabulous day. Cheers, mama.